It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in. We are broadcasting live from Yosakura Sushi in New Bedford, 466 Brock Avenue. If you want to come by and visit them, they open up a little bit later on, but... We'll be, uh, we'll be sampling some of the food and sharing it for you on the WBSM Facebook and Instagram stories. And, of course, at 11 a.m., we have the great Seize the Deal going on sale for you. You can get $30 to Yozakura Sushi for just 15 bucks, And that will go far here, trust me. So you want to uh, make sure you get on that deal at SeizeTheDeal.com right at 11 a.m. And uh, we will... Um, we'll We'll talk some more about uh, about the business and about some of the great things that they do here coming up in just a little bit. But until then, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. We also have App Chat open on the WBSM app, and we got some messages uh, during the last segment there that I want to share with you. Mr. Emma New Bedford says, uh, My daughter moved into a two-bedroom apartment, third floor, for $800 a month. Within six months, the landlord sold the house, and the new landlord raised the rent up to $1,000. Within a year from that, w- within a year from that, he sold it to another landlord, and he instantly jacked up the rent to $1,400. It's not a great apartment. has a space heater. Hold on, it disappeared. Um, has a space heater to heat the place. Old windows. She, she's moving to Pennsylvania with her in-laws because rent is cheaper now. That's ridiculous. Almost $600 within two and a half years. And that's, that's happening quite a bit as people are jumping on some of these investments uh, and or, or, you know, selling at the time when they can get more money for their apartments. Yeah, you're getting people who are going to come in and take advantage. And that's, that's just what the concern is here. That's what the idea of this rent stabilization was for, to try to keep those predatory landlords from pushing good people out of their homes. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, obviously each one of these folks who bought the building have made an investment and they do need to recoup their investment. But you also have to take into account, you know, do you want to keep the people in there that are in there? And, you know, I think for the most part, when you boot somebody out that was paying $1,000 a month and bring in somebody that can pay 1600 I think they're finding the people that can pay the 1600 But what happens when you run out of people that can afford those kind of rents? Uh, Polly in New Bedford, real estate is a business. Landlords took the risk of investing into something for a profit, not to feel bad about charging too much. Does a restaurant charge less? Does a supermarket charge less? Does a radio station charge less for advertising? Actually, yes, they do if the demand goes down for it. But right now the demand is high for the real estate. So the problem here is making sure that people aren't taking advantage of that, that they aren't gouging that because they think that they can. That's the problem. It's not about, see, housing is not the kind of thing where you can say, well, you know, it's, uh, it's all about profit. It's all about capitalism. Housing is something that you've got to say, you're, you're keeping people from being on the street. And if you have good people, you want to be able to work with those good people. Sure, if, if somebody is not somebody they want to keep in there, raise the rent. That might be a way to get them out of there. But the other side of that is if you have good people, why do you want to see them priced out of being able to live there? You know, and, and that's the thing. Of course, you bought a, you bought a, 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 
rental property as a business to make money and you should be able to make money but there's a difference between being able to make money and having to 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 take advantage of people to the point where they can't stay in their homes anymore um let's see wally in new bedford housing court has been an issue for years in new bedford when trying to evict tenants the majority of the time uh doesn't have tenants paying back what they owe in rent or if the apartment is destroyed it does not make them pay for damages if this law goes into effect how will we recoup our money from tenants not paying rent or making damages so that's 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 how you do it is you just make the next person pay for what the previous person didn't what the previous person did i mean is 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 that really fair is that really the best way to be able to do it? Maybe they should have uh, some better um, some better penalties for the people who do those things to have to pay. Uh, New Bedford resident says, the last caller made good points. New Bedford needs to stop trying to accommodate more people. Let other cities and towns take on more residents. We are already overburdened in all areas. There are about 5,053 people per square mile in New Bedford. In comparison to Dartmouth, 350... Well, I'm not going to get into the comparison from a city versus... Uh, you know, the, the um, Dartmouth and a Kushnet are not viable comparisons to comparing to a city. But you compare it to Fall River, as, as uh, NB resident does, 2,837 people per square mile. Now, the difference is what's the square mileage of one city versus the other? You know, it, it's, it's a city. It's going to be housing in close proximity. It's going to be a population-dense area that's what cities are that's why they're not towns that's the difference between the two um i wonder if a reasonable cap on density has ever been established no why would that's you're basically saying uh no we can't let any more people move to the city because we just don't want them do you know how how bad that sounds to say all right we're not going to take any more people into the city sorry new bedford's closed go somewhere else that's that's just ridiculous. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Um yeah, I don't I don't I don't get I mean I understand worrying about the population density, but you also can't say Yeah, sorry folks, we're closed. Uh let's go to the phones. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hey Tim, how you doing? I mean, Good, how are you? Isn't, um, you know, providing a good or a service uh, or a product even, yeah, I guess a good, um, it's what the market will bear with pricing. I mean, uh, if that same person that put the app chat in, yeah, they got a apartment for 800, you know, then what ends up happening is the, the house is sold to somebody totally different and new. You don't know, we don't know what their costs are coming in because they bought it. Maybe the interest rates were higher, who knows what. They raised the price $200. Uh, which, you know, yeah, that sucks, but, you know, um, you know, it goes up, and then the next person comes in and raises it again. But isn't it what the market would bear if that third owner had put it at $2,000 and didn't rent it for seven months and suddenly said, hey, I'm losing money. Uh, i got to drop the rent to, you know, where the market will bear. That's, that's pretty much how it works, right? But not with other things, the market doesn't end up uh, putting people out on the street and making them homeless as a result of it. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand. There's a there's a complete human connection to you know houses. There's a human connection to people getting transport around so they can you know do things. There's there's a lot of those. I'm just saying that no one is you know uh, may, maybe there's some landlords that are trying to 
you know, evict somebody and they can't get them evicted through court or whatever, or like somebody just said, uh, maybe somebody is uh, destroying the house or, I mean, there's, there's those ancillary issues that are, you know, have to do with, you know, bad renters and, and, and fighting with a landlord. But, you know, if, if the price goes up and the landlord can't rent it, regardless of where the price goes, then the landlord is, um, is eating it every, every day that, that every month that there's no one in there. So, um, and maybe if the issue is, you know, let's just take a step back. You and I are both co-mayors uh, in, in New Bedford. Um, we have people complaining they can't get housing. Maybe the issue is, is they need to figure out how to get more affordable housing in general to be able to handle the volume of people that need housing so that it will drive prices down because the supply of housing is greater um, than, than the supply of people. But we also have this other factor, which is that there's more people, and I'm not going to use the word illegal aliens, there's migrants, immigrants, whatever you want to call them, and there's a percentage of those, you know, two million people a year that are coming into New Bedford, whatever percentage it is, is increase in the need for housing but there's not housing popping up like new flowers and plants i mean it's the same housing maybe there's a small i don't know what the percentage of new housing is but it seems like the housing crisis is only going to get worse um so i mean yeah and and the, the that is the um the ultimate solution is that there has to be more housing and i think i think there are plans in place to try to help with that some of the arpa funding has gone toward trying to help with that i mean that's got to be the number one solution more than anything i think this is being proposed you know the rent stabilization idea is being proposed as something that can you know lessen the impact of that until that comes along and by the way i would say i would hope that again we don't know because we haven't been given any details but i would hope that what's being proposed if the people do vote on it and vote to have it in would only be a temporary thing until it was no longer needed. Yeah, I got you. I mean, I, I think that, you know, if you get some modern urban planners that came out of, um, you know, BC or BU or something and, you know, and you, you know, that's what Seattle did. Seattle, you know, um, used um, uh, college students that were in their either graduate or, uh, or you know, uh, senior year and uh, use them for brainstorming. And, and that doesn't cost anything. Maybe you buy them dinner or whatever, or what, whatever. But maybe there's some fresh ideas versus the same, you know, I don't think the politicians have any clue um, because they come in from different, you know, places. They're lawyers, they're whatever. Um, but I think if you want fresh ideas, you need to pull it in from outside and figure out how to, you know, it, you know get fresh ideas. You know, how can you build low-cost housing? How can the city and the state help support that because there's a housing crisis that I don't think is going to go away. I think it's only going to get worse. And the stabilization thing, you can lock everyone's rent to whatever, but then, then 15 minutes later, people are saying, I can't find housing. So um, yeah. they had another quick question. Who, how does the, the podcast thing work there? Because the, um, the weekend podcasts still aren't up for um, the Saturday shows. Yep. So apparently, uh, so I actually just got the email with a reset to be able to get in there. So this is on me. Apparently, I was supposed to get an individual login instead of the, uh, the, the, the group login that I'd been using for, for a long time. And they're like, no, that was supposed to have expired. How are you still getting in with that? So <laughs> they, just give me, they just gave me the password literally as you were speaking with me. So uh, I should be able to push all of those out uh, by the end of today. Hey, no worries. We still love you, Tim. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Thank you so right. much. You have a good day. All right.
figure. 508-996-0500. It's funny that he mentioned that literally right as I was getting that email that says, uh, oh, what are you doing? Why are you still using that password? Um, but yes, we, we will have all of those pass, uh, all of those podcasts up for you uh, and have them all ready to go. And uh, you'll be able to download them probably within a couple of hours because they, you know, it takes a little while for them just to all start showing up wherever it is that they're going to show up. They show up pretty quickly at WBSM.com and on the app, which is why we always tell you to go there first to get them. They show up uh, pretty much immediately. Um, you know, it takes eh, maybe, maybe about 20, 25 minutes, half an hour. Um, but then, you know, for it to show up on everything else takes a little bit longer, because, especially uh, Apple. If you use iTunes or Apple Podcasts to get your podcast, that can take a couple of days for it to update sometimes. So nothing we can do about that, but uh, I will have them all pushed out uh, in just a bit. All right, why don't we take a break? When we come back on the other side, we can talk more with you. We're also going to talk with the folks here at Yozakura Sushi, and we're going to find out about all the great stuff that they do here, all the great menu items you can check out for yourself. Uh, and we will have that Seize the Deal for you at 11 a.m. at SeizeTheDeal.com. You can get $30 to Yozakura Sushi for just 15 bucks. So you can't go wrong with a deal like that. We will take a break. You know what? Before we take the break, let me let me just take this call real quick because I don't want to have them wait the whole time. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, how's it going, Tim? Good. How are you? Great. Hey, I just wanted to touch base on the on the previous few callers ago who uh, was saying sure. how the daughter's rent kept increasing significantly and because the house is mm -hmm. being sold. The problem was the price of the house. Because the real estate market has been so hot that people been like, you know, they'll buy a, a whatever income property. It'll go up significantly in value. They'll sell it for a profit. The next person who purchases the house, their mortgage is significantly higher than the previous person's. That's why the rent has to go up. I mean, that's basically what's been going on uh, recently. But I do want to say, and this came to, uh, you know, I, I completely spaced this out, and I'm thinking about it. Part of the reason why there's less supply of apartments is people aren't renting their uh, apartments out. I'm thinking about, like, my parents, for example. I'm thinking about someone that I just uh, ran into the other day that has two, three-family homes. And it's completely empty. And I even asked him, I was like, but you're losing money. And he was like, no, it's a tax write-off. And I, and, I oh, wow. and I asked him why he wasn't renting. And it was the whole COVID issue. He had trouble uh, victing people. Courts were closed. It happened before that. He just said, basically, he's sick of doing the landlord thing. And that's when I asked him, why wouldn't you sell the property? And he's like, oh, it's just a tax write-off for him basically my other properties and my other businesses and stuff like that. So there's a bunch of, um, of properties out there that are just sitting idle because people are sick of renting to people because it can be a hassle in some aspects. Um, and I don't know if that's been brought up, but uh, that just came to my no, attention. No, as far as I've well. heard of that. Yeah, I mean, my my, I, firsthand, my parents have two apartments right now that are completely empty. And they, they just, you know, they're older. They don't want to deal with the headaches. Um, you know, usually they'll rent them out to, you know, somebody like a family, a friend that's in a jam. Uh, but other than that, they've been sitting idle. So, um, you know, I'm sure if somebody else has similar examples, they could call in. But, yeah, that's that's 
somewhat of an, especially with the older elderly population that can't go to the housing courts and don't want to deal with the headaches and all of that stuff. Sure. Yeah. I wonder how, I wonder how many units there are like that in, in the city that are just sitting idle. Yeah. I'm willing to bet a lot. And I don't know if you got it. I actually uh, sent you over that link for the affordable housing. That way you could like actually put in addresses and get um, average uh, rentals in the area that are, uh, you know, in the area of the dress that you pop in. Oh, okay. Did you, did you send that via app chat? I believe so. It was a few All right. Well, ago, I would definitely... I could, resend it, I could resend it to your email. I, I should... Yeah, that'd be great. If you can send it directly to my email, then I'll definitely have it. All right. You got it. All right. Thank you. You have, have a good, good day. day. Bye. Uh, let's see. We can take one more call here before we have to take a break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Um, I was just making a point with the previous caller. He's absolutely right. Um, Landlords don't get the support that they need, so they give up. And that's why a lot of us are selling our houses to these big uh, corporations or big investors. And that's why the rents are going up, because people like me were conscious of, you know, what people can afford. And I know all my tenants. I know their life. I know, you know, their situations. But um, the city... With all these, you know, inspections recently, I was forced to pay $6,000 for a repair that my husband could have fixed himself because he does it for a living, but we were not allowed to do it ourselves. We had to pay $6,000. We had to have an engineer. We had to have um, a licensed um, contractor um, do it, which my husband could have done it for less than $600. So you look at these things and you're like, why keep these properties? Sell them off to these big uh, companies and they're going to jack up the rents. You know, landlords do yeah. not get the support that they need to evict bad tenants, to evict people who are not paying. And now I hear that there's talk about another moratorium that we can't evict people. So what are we? What are we going to do? We don't. We're not. You know, making enough money on these houses to um, take a hit like that. But so it's come. I say it again. It's so much easier to just turn around, sell it to a big company, and they're going to come evict all their tenants or raise their rents to the point that they can't afford it. Maybe somebody can do something about that. You know, we're not making enough money on yep. our, uh, the small tenants. On, I mean, the small landlords are not making enough money to not get support. So, you know, that's uh, one, one question about that. One question about that proposed moratorium. What, what, what's the reasoning behind that? I, I haven't heard about that. What's the reasoning for doing it? Um, you know, I heard it. I heard it. I think it's mostly in Boston. I don't know that it impacts us here in uh, in New Bedford, but um, I heard something about it in Boston that they're considering doing a, a moratorium for no evictions, which is what they did during COVID. You know, so. You know, people know this. The tenants know the law better than the landlords, and a lot of times they use it against us. I know that these rules are put in place for a good reason. I understand that, you know. But um, people use it to their advantage, and our hands are tied. And if you're somebody who is a small landlord like me, who depends on that rent to pay the expenses and, yes, make a little bit of a profit, you can't afford to these rules that they they continuously make like that inspection i understand that uh, and i agree that we need to be inspected and we have to keep the houses up to a certain standard but six thousand dollars when my husband could have done it for six hundred he does it for a living but no it had to be a licensed 
contractor that had to go to the city and pull out the, the permit and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And there you go, $6,000, my profit for one year. So, yeah, I have to go up on my rent. Yeah, that, 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 there, there should definitely be some leeway there in being able to make some of those repairs on your own. If, you, if, you know, if you're licensed to do so, I don't see what the issue is. Yeah, no, you know, he, uh, that, that's, that was one issue we had, and that's one of many, you know, not to mention the fact that, you know, we are always getting fined for the tenants dumping things and this and that, and God, God forbid you address it with them. They, turn, they start not paying their rent because they're mad at you, and they know they can get away with it. You'll be in court with them for sure. a good three to six months trying to evict them and um, not getting paid. And then if you do want to get paid, yep. you're going to go to small claims court. But good luck. Good luck getting that money back. It's unaffordable. Sure. All right. Well, I got to hold so, you. Th- you know, I got to hold you there because okay. I'm up against a break. But thank you for the call. Thank you. And uh, we will, sorry, we'll take more of your calls in a little bit, but right now we have to go to a break as we are broadcasting live from Yozakura Sushi here in New Bedford. Come on down. When they open up, they open up at 11, but uh, they will have uh, the ability for you to be able to order online. You can, uh, all kinds of ways to get the delicious food here. We'll talk about William about all that coming up in just a few moments, but right now we'll... And welcome back. We are broadcasting live from Yozakura Sushi in New Bedford. Come on down and check them out sometime. And uh, you will be able to do so for half price if you jump on SeizeTheDeal.com at 11 a.m. and get yourself that half price deal. You can get $30 to Yozakura for just $15. And anybody who is a sushi fan uh, and, and, and enjoys partaking in sushi, everybody raves about Yozakura. So... To get be able to get it for half price is a great deal. And again, that's going to be going on sale at 11 a.m. at SeizeTheDeal.com. And of course, we'll keep reminding you of that so that you don't miss out because you do want to jump on that uh, as quickly as you can and uh, make sure that you get it before it sells out. And also coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, we will be joined by Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light as we'll be turning on the light. It'll be Jack's first time joining us at one of these remote broadcasts. Uh, so... Uh, he'll get to experience what it's like to be out here on the road. Let's take a quick phone call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. Hello. Hello. How are you? Can you Hello, hear me? can you hear me? Yes. I can hear you. All right. What's on your mind, Shawnee? Okay. Um, the uh, This woman that just called, I I can feel for her, but I'll, I'll give you my experience about when I was a tenant and it was with someone that I knew it was uh, um, uh, my my sister's um, husband's sister's son that owned it. It was down the south end, and um, I um, moved in, and it was okay. It was a tenement. I was paying pretty good rent. And um, the gas stove, it was one of those space heaters. Yep. And that that's old time, too, right? So anyway, it was like leaking. It had a, a, a small gas smell. So I had call, I had told him about it, and he didn't do anything about it uh, quickly. So I called the gas company, and they came and tagged the uh, the unit. So he got um, irate with me, and he decided to evict me. And I was good, and I was always paying my rent. In fact, I was so good that when he did evict me, I paid him every month. And I was told I could have put that in, in escrow. And you can keep it, like the woman said. Good luck getting that money back. Mm-hmm. So I was, yeah, there's, I was, there's... I was above and beyond um, good, if you know what I'm saying. 
Yeah, and, you know, and they're, they're, listen, I've, I've been involved in disputes like that, you know, in, in people that I know where they've had issues with landlords and it comes down to, you know what, I just don't want you here anymore. And if you're a tenant at will and you don't have a lease, they can do that. But you know why he did it? Because he was mad because he wanted to take care of it on his time. And when I overstepped what he wanted, because mm-hmm. that's my life that was in my life, my son and my, my own life that he was in sure. jeopardy. Right? So I had right. to do yeah, what yeah, I had and, to do. Yeah, yeah I had and, to do what I had to do. For everybody who says, you know, there's all these all these laws that favor the renter and it makes it so much easier for the renter to win in any dispute, you know, there's plenty of stories like yours where the landlord wins out. Well, I'll tell you right now, I gave him every penny because that's the kind of person I am. I have integrity. So, whatever. I, I, I know one make- person... I know one person who owed somebody back rent after a dispute with a landlord, and you know, you say you gave them every penny. So did this person. Literally paid them in pennies. No, Sent them six hundred dollars in pennies. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> somebody no, really did that. Six hundred dollars in pennies. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, thank you for the call. Day. You have good a good day. day. And let's uh, let's squeeze in another one here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. How you doing? Because, uh, Tim, I called you last week about not being able to get your station. I want to thank you because I ended up going to get Google and I, I picked it up with no problem now. Oh, yeah? You're able to get yeah. it now? Yeah, I, I bought Google from Walmart and then I hooked. I had my granddaughter hook it up. I'm not that educated to hook it up, but uh, she uh, she hooked it up for me. So I can just pick up your station with, with the Google now. Oh, yeah, now, and, it, and it sounds crystal clear, I bet, too. And it does. It does. One more thing. Uh, 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 when when I owned a condo in New Bedford, it was kind of funny, you know. Uh, this elderly lady ca- called me from across the street, and she said, "Oh, she said they just came into my house to evaluate my property." And I said, "What do you mean they came into the house?" She said, "Oh yeah, they came in with the pad, write this down." She said, "They said to the woman, oh, I see you got new cabinets.'" She said, "They're not new cabinets. They're painted, you know." I said, I would have never let him in my house. You want to evaluate my house? You can evaluate it from the sidewalk. I mean, if somebody <laughs> puts something new in their house, they have no right to come in and raise it back in because you put a new faucet on your sink or something. Come on. Well, I think they have to when the time comes to, to assess the home. Uh, they can assess it from the sidewalk. I would not let him in my house. I sold my condo. I got rid of it. I said, they're going to start this stuff coming into my house. I don't let anybody in my house. I got a no solicitation sign on my door, and that's what it means. Well, you know, let, let me ask you this: In where, in Wareham, we have rental ins- in Wareham we have rental inspections where once a year the board of health agent comes in and goes through the house and makes sure that everything is up to par for for a rental. Would that be something that you think should should happen? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't think they have. I mean, if you put a new new faucet on your sink, I don't think they should come in, be able to come into your house and evaluate. You put a new faucet on, and raise your taxes while there. No, evaluate it for no, no, but. What the outside looks like, you well, know? No, don't. I, I, I don't know. I've never owned a home, but don't they have to evaluate the inside when it comes time to I to set the actual know. evaluation of the home? When they did that to that elderly woman, I sold my condo when I got out there. So they're going to stop this stuff. I mean, I don't let anybody in my house. I mean, they could come in and chase the joint out. You don't know. You don't know who you're letting in your house today. If they don't yeah, come in, I'm the same way. Nobody, thing. nobody comes in my house. I don't even let my family in my house. Yeah, I, I, I say the same thing. So, I mean, if you want to evaluate the property, evaluate it from the sidewalk. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. I All right. Well, I'm going to hold you there, but yep. Yeah, Thank you for the call. 
Bye-bye. You as well. And, uh, and, and surely we will take more of your phone calls at 508-996-0500. Just got to take my next break. We'll be back in a few. And welcome back in. We are broadcasting live from Yozakura Sushi in New Bedford. Get ready. Get on SeizeTheDeal.com because in 15 minutes that deal goes live. You're going to get $30 to Yozakura for just $30 for just $15. So, of course, all of our great half-price deals always sell out quickly. So you want to make sure that you get on SeizeTheDeal.com. And I've taken some photos. They've they brought out some delicious-looking food, and I can't wait to show it all to you. Probably during the next break, I'll get it posted up on the WBSM Facebook and Instagram stories. If you don't follow us there, it's really easy. It's just at WBSM1420 on both of uh, those. You can go to Facebook.com slash WBSM1420, or you can go to at WBSM1420 on Instagram. And, of course, we always, whenever we're out here on the road uh, broadcasting from different restaurants, we like to show you what, what you can expect from the food. And every time I put the photos up there, people say, oh, my gosh. I wish, uh, I wish I had your job, and it's, it's true. My job is pretty awesome because not only do I get to eat great food and go out to places like this, but I get to talk to all of you at 508-996-0500, and we'll be joined in the next hour by Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light as we'll be turning on the light as we do each and every Monday. And, uh, and again, we'll be talking about, amongst many things, we'll be talking about his column that he has up now at newbedfordlight.org that begins the year 2023 may be remembered as the year the New Bedford City Council completely stopped functioning as a serious body. So we'll get into that with Jack coming up in the 11 o'clock hour as well. In just a moment, we're going to be talking with William, and we're going to be discussing some of the great food that they have here at Yozakura. And again, if you have never been here and you want to check it out for yourself, you can go and check out their Instagram. You can check out their Facebook. You can check out their website and uh, and see what they're all about. But they also have, um, of course, all of the... Uh, all of the great food that we have uh, here, I will be putting up there for you to check out as well. You can make reservations. You can they have catering available. We're going to talk about all of that and, uh, and find out more. So if you have, uh, again, if you have never been, why not take advantage of that deal, right? Isn't, isn't that a great way to check out a place for the first time by saving half off your bill? And, uh, and again, so that'll be 11 o'clock at SeizeTheDeal.com. Also, uh, this week, Mayor Mitchell will be back with us on Wednesday, as, as far as I know, um, after a couple of weeks off, and we have a lot to get caught up on with him. And then on Friday, we will be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad, as we are each and every Friday. And this week, she will have Ward 2 Councilor Maria Giesta with her uh, as her co-guest uh, on Friday. So we'll have, um, we'll have a lot to talk about with them, because there will be a City Council meeting on Thursday uh, that I'm sure we will have a lot to discuss as a result of. And again, to, uh, tomorrow night is the Committee on Appointments and Briefings meeting at 7 p.m. Uh, in the council chambers at City Hall, and it will have citizens' input time at the beginning. So it's, again, not to exceed 30 minutes. That's, that's the rule. Uh, and they will have Dr. Ellie Dorsey talking about the increase in property tax and the impact it has on senior citizens. And Felipe Melendez will be talking about taxes. So uh, a lot of discussion regarding taxes uh, tomorrow during the citizens' input time. And if you want to talk about some of these other things that we've been discussing, like the rent stabilization proposal, like the ballot, que- you know, the ballot question for that, the ballot question for 
uh, removing New Bedford's participation in the Community Preservation Act program. Um, also, the mayor's uh, four-year term, if you have uh, something to say about that ballot question, you can reach out to the clerk of the city council and get yourself on for the citizens' input time for the next appointments and briefings meeting. So just keep in mind, you can't just show up and speak. You have to be on the agenda. So that'll be... um, That'll be happening next month, so you want to make sure that you reach out to the clerk now and get yourself on for that meeting. So, uh, and again, there's some other things that are going to be happening with the council coming up that uh, we will keep you up to date with, but we're certainly going to talk more in depth about these proposed ballot questions, and we'll, we'll get Mayor Mitchell's take on those on Wednesday, although in Jack's column he spoke with the mayor uh, about these questions, and it, you know, he's going to v- veto all three of them. He's going to veto them, which means it's up to the council to have the ability to override that veto. And they believe that they have the votes to override it for the rent stabilization question. Um, I'm sure that they have the votes to override it for the mayor's four-year term. Um, I'd be interested to see what happens with the CPA question because I don't know how many counselors uh, will be um, able to do that. You know, uh, how many councils will be able to vote for that? Sorry, I just got to message Barry back. And um, the other part of that CPA question is, again, there's there's got to be, and I, I said this Friday after we had the city council president, Linda Morad, on, there's got to be more education about that. There's got to be more education about what exactly that entails, what it's done, and also what will happen with it in the future. What are some of the plans? So that's something that we'll have to um, that's something that we'll have to keep hitting home on again and again. Uh, all right, why don't we? take our final break and when we come back we'll talk with William if he's available and we'll talk about uh, Yozakura Sushi and then coming up at 11 o'clock we will have Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. We are broadcasting live from Yozakura Sushi in New Bedford. Come on down and uh, they open at 11 so uh, you can get some great sushi here 466 Barack Avenue. We'll be back in just a few moments. And welcome back. We are broadcasting from Yozakura Sushi in New Bedford, 466 Barack Avenue. And we're going to have a Seize the Deal going on sale in just uh, about five minutes at SeizeTheDeal.com. But right now we have William, who uh, is, is the, you're, you're the man here, right? You're, yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, um, tell us a little bit about how, uh, how all this came together. You've been here for a few years now, right? Actually, we've only been here for a little uh, under like a year and a half or so. Okay. Um, we're fairly new, um, but... I've been in the industry forever, since I can remember. Um, I, I realized that my passion was to make um, people happy through food, and I wanted to pursue that as a career, so here I am. So how did it all come together to, to open this up and, and to create the menu that you have? Uh, you know, Japanese food is always you know, near and dear to my heart. You know, my mother is Japanese, so uh, you know, growing up with it and stuff. Um, but for me, I, you know, I, I tried other things and I tried other, you know, cuisines and I realized that Japanese is definitely my, my niche, uh, my, my forte. So, um, yeah, uh, I just decided to do a Japanese restaurant, but I wanted to keep it as authentic as possible. So 
Um, my mother definitely critiques a lot of it <laughs> um, and gives me feedback, which is greatly appreciated. Um, and then, um, you know, I wanted to basically showcase a lot of the Japanese food that you don't see in normal other Japanese restaurants in the area. Um, so it kind of showcase more of that really authentic, you know, if you go to Japan kind of Japanese food. Sure. Everyone has like, you know, you know, we use sushi here as, as a way to draw people in because it's, it's familiar. But um, at the end of the day, we want to showcase the really, really authentic stuff. So. What, what are some of those types of dishes? Like, you know, something like, you know, like we have a savory egg custard called chawanmushi once in a while. It's like a steamed egg custard uh, on the savory side. Um, we do things like, you know, gyudon or I mean, we have typical, you know, fan favorites like ramen or gyoza and, you know, those things that you hear all the time. But we wanted to keep it with like the, you know, things like okonomiyaki, which is kind of like a savory uh you know, cabbage pancake, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, stuff like that. We wanted to showcase those things. And you also, you also have catering too. We do, yeah. Uh, the catering is more of like kind of like my love of uh, Japanese food um, with like a, you know French techniques. You know, using a lot of butter and cream and all that fun stuff that we like. Um, uh, but we focus more on like cocktail style food, so it's fun to do more of like party stuff. And that's the stuff type of food I like. I like for me. I've always when, when I go to a restaurant, I always get like a smorgasbord of appetizers as my meal because I like trying little sm- things. And that's a very Japanese way of eating too. Is kind of small little plates with multiple varieties of stuff. And so, from my understanding, you have your menu, and then you also have a secret menu. Is that true? Well, that's the thing. So we have the menu, like our classic sushi menu that people, you know, are familiar with. Like I said, um, that you know, and we feature a lot, a lot of typical things: tempura and um, you know, gyoza, like I said, and stuff like that. But again, the secret menu is basically my, I guess my uh, my spiel is that I'll make you anything that's Japanese because um, I have a. 100%, you know, Japanese pantry in the kitchen and that really showcases ingredients that you don't see often. Um, and, I, and if you bring up something like in an anime or a manga on your phone, I could most likely make it for you on the spot. Some things do take some time, you know, to like stew or, you know, kind of like absorb flavor overnight. So some things may not be possible that day, but for the most part, if you give me a call and say, I really want to try X, Y, and Z, I saw an X, Y, you know, anime, then I, I'll make it for you. There you go. Sure. Well, see, it, not only is it all the great stuff that's on the menu, even things that aren't that you can cr- come up with, and that's that's what you can get with this Seize the Deal that's coming up at 11 a.m. Uh, so we have about 20 seconds here. What's what's the most popular thing on the menu? Uh, you know, honestly, we had this one roll that I created for my father because um, he doesn't do raw sushi, so it's like almost like a surf and turf kind of roll, but it's definitely uh, the most popular roll that we have. It's called... Uh, I-D-L-Y-A, uh, which is a story I'll tell when people come in. <laughs> and then uh, uh, it's basically shrimp tempura, a 